0: Hello, bonsoir, and welcome to the Get French Football News Show. I'm Nathan Staples, and joining me this evening are Rich Allen and Jeremy Smith. International Week brings with it a series of pretty irrelevant, glorified, fact-finding missions. But what did Didier Deschamps find out this Friday? And what can be discovered when they head to Russia tomorrow night? All of that and more after the latest headlines. Les Bleus kicked off the international week with a disappointing defeat to Colombia, who came back from 2-0 down to win 3-2. Olivier Giroud and Thomas Lamar uh, gave the home side a deserved lead, but goals from Luis Muriel, Radamal Falcao and a Juan Quintero penalty helped the South Americans claim victory. Afterwards, manager Didier Deschamps claimed this would be a wake-up call for his team and an example of what can happen if they let their standards drop again. The national side head to St. Petersburg where they will take on Russia in their final friendly before the end of the league season. In other news, L'Equipe posted an interview this today with a, a woman who has claimed to be a victim of repeated domestic abuse by a French based footballer. In one extract, the woman said, When he would see me cry have it, after having hit me, he'd apologise, then force me to make love to him. I think it turned him on. Elsewhere, Alisson Player has pledged to donate 1% of his salary to worthy causes in a similar effort to Juan Mata's Common Goal charity. The 25-year-old will use cash raised for, will use that cash raised to charities chosen by the club's staff. And that's all for now. But for your latest news in the world of French football, head on over to our website at www.getfootballnewsfrance.com. Follow us on Twitter at GFFN. We start this week, unsurprisingly, with Les Bleus and an effort against Colombia throws up a lot of questions, some good and some bad in this one, Rich. But um, what did you think to the match overall?
1: Um, I think first and foremost, we shouldn't be going into this thinking this is an absolute disaster. World Cup hopes in tatters. You know, it's, it's not a great performance over the ninety minutes. <coughs> but you know th- these friendlies going into the World Cup generally results don't matter you have to look at the performance you have to look at the performance of the players who perhaps don't have our, those nailed on nailed on either starting roles or, or roles within the squad um, so yeah not a, not a not a hugely great performance um, but I think from it there were a few things that we learned a few things that we already knew Um we have t- certainly learned that that I think they're all hoping and praying Benjamin Mendy can can get that return and, and make that left back rightfully his because you know Kazawa has fallen off the radar. Uh, Lucas Hernandez is 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 completely untested although we hope he'll he'll get some minutes at least against Russia. Um, Jordan Amavi is still pretty raw, not perhaps is the most consistent, and then Luka Dean who seems to be. Perhaps the man leading the charge to rival Benjamin Mendy, if he doesn't make the squad, um, you know he tries, he works hard, but he's just not got that quality. And I think we saw in that game um, on Friday, the fullbacks really are the, the weak point of that squad. You know, Sidibe, as, as great as he can look going forward, we saw in that game, as we've done countless other games, both for country, caught out when it matters at the back um i thought for the i think it was the second it was the second goal i think the um the Falcao goal you know he was he was caught out horribly horribly out of position um not helped i don't think by by varan and mtiti not having their best games either um i don't think they were like their 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 link up bet- uh, between the pair of them was particularly strong it didn't seem like they'd got that Connectivity that you'd expect your centre back partnership to have, but big question marks over the defence. I think looking into the midfield, not sure. N'Golo Kante had his best game. Um, you know, shock of shocks. Uh, you know, it's something that you barely see. He did give. He did give the ball away. Unfortunately for him, it then led to led to a goal. He didn't have a particularly strong game. I don't think Matuidi had a particularly strong game. Um, in terms of bright sparks, though, to look at it more positively. Yes, you've got a typical Olivier Giroud performance. Works hard, battles hard, gets you a goal. Can't ask for anything more. And then I thought Lamar and uh, Lamar and Mbappe. I thought had had uh, had good games as well. Um, I still would like to see Lamar played slightly more centrally. Give that a go. Maybe maybe that will happen um, in the game against Russia. But I thought as well, Mbappe played really well. I think it's important that that he maintains that confidence going into this tournament. We sort of started to see it after a little drop of form, I think, with PSG. We're starting to see that return at club level. If he can carry that into internationals as well, all the better. So th- there's a lot there, I think, for, for, uh, for Deschamps to take into, into the next game and beyond. Um, but, you know, you can't disguise the fact that it's a, it's a disappointing <laughs> defeat. But, you know, let's, let's look at the bigger picture, I think, is the, is the answer to that.
0: Mm, absolutely, and uh, but we'll, uh, almost a contrary to that, we'll sort of break it down to the to the two parts of the teams that really, well, one really shone in the first half where they they were excellent, especially in the first twenty five minutes, and then sort of teetered off in the second half. But that first half performance, especially from the strike force, um, Jeremy. I mean, especially that second goal where there's a link up play between Griezmann and Mbappe and Lamar all sort of in central areas or linking together neatly with with quick passing and great ability and a, and a lovely finish from Lamar at the end of it it was just a glimpse of exactly what three very talented players that they've got and they've got even more on the bench which should frighten everyone exactly the the kind of excellence that this front front uh, an attacking uh, side can be when they're at the best
2: yeah, I th- um, you know, it's, it's sort of no secret that that France are a sport for choice in terms of young attacking talent. Um, I think one of the possible frustrations for for Deschamps is that, you know, despite having all of that choice, actually at times he's because of either injuries or suspensions or players pushing for moves. It's rare that he's had all of them all fit and raring to go at the same time. Um, And I think because of that, there hasn't been too much consistency in terms of um, being able to sort of play around with the same maybe three or four players for each international meeting. But um, yeah, Lamar um, and Mbappe both look really bright. Griezmann didn't have such a great game, I thought, but, um, you know, his, his back hill in the second to last pass i think um leading up to that second goal um was, was i thought a little bit of genius you know just the awareness that um not just to sort of backheat it to mbappe but kind of backheat it to his left as mbappe's running from his right just so that it was sort of perfectly weighted and right into his path it was you know absolutely fantastic and really shows what um what those forward players can do and i thought dembele as well when he came on um looked look pretty lively as well. Um Leckie was saying today that um against Russia they might go with a four three three starting with Dembele Mbappe and Martial. So that should be interesting, giving Dembele a bit longer and Mbappe um you know playing centrally and Martial having a rare chance to, to play from the start rather than um you know some Portuguese egotist throwing him on just for the last ten minutes or so. Um with Greece uh Giroud, <laughs> You know, I I'm actually starting to change my mind about Giroux. I'm not about Giroux himself, but about whether he should start. I love him. I think he always does a job for France, which can't be said about probably any other player in the team, frankly. Um and you can understand why Deschamps always goes for him because he is reliable and he does Um, The way he plays does bring whoever's playing in attacking roles around him into the game. But when you see that second goal, even though Giroud was on the pitch at the time, you do sort of get excited about the idea of just having a a sort of speedy, skillful front three and what that could do. So while I've always been sort of very pro-Giroud starting, I'm now starting to wonder whether possibly he should unfortunately for him be the plan B I'm still not sure on that one
0: It, it does start putting that question in your mind because what you think is if you take off Giroud and maybe play Mbappe further forward with, with Griezmann still behind him, it gives you an opportunity to play a, a, a Dembele, a, a Coman if he was if he was fit, a, a Tovana in there as well or, or someone else that there's so many options in those attacking areas to have such a free-flowing movement-based sort of team where, where Griezmann can go up top for a little bit or Lamar can come centrally and push Mbappe wider to try and give him more space. It, it would give <laughs> you start thinking, giving nightmares, and then Giroud is still an option there for you as well. You could maybe 65 minutes, you bring him on. He, he's a player who's used to that um, in the last couple of years with Arsenal and now at Chelsea as well, he's sort of been more of a secondary striker, really, a second option, and he, he's great at that as well, and I think he'd revel in that for the, the French side, whether he is starting or or on the bench, I think he, he would be an important cog to this team, but th- there's still plenty of questions about the supposed weak area really of France. And that's that's the back four, really. Um, Rich. I mean Mentioned it briefly in your in your sort of intro as well. We're talking about the game itself, but it's a strange. Well, it's it's the centre back pairing you would expect. There's not really much question that anyone else will really get in ahead of those two. And come the start of the tournament, you'd think Keshone would be probably a bit part player. Presno Kimbembe won't probably start. Won't hasn't really got enough and uh, maybe experience under his legs compared to the other two in in big games especially. But. Out wide, it was an interesting one. Sidibe, it was pretty good going forward, but I don't think that we ever have a suggestion that he's not a good, play, bad player going forward. Uh, Dean was the decision to, to play him at left-back. He's obviously not a starter for, for Barcelona. and The question of Levin Kazawa not being in the squad as well, he's not a starter for Paris Saint-Germain, and it's whether you throw someone in who's inexperienced. What do you think what we can learn from this game coming up at least anyway for, for the wing backs and what sort of mix would you like to see in this defense to try and freshen things up and give some uh, food for thought for Deschamps
1: well I think the Russia game you've I mean they have to and it seems like they will be you have to go with Pavard and Hernandez um, you know it, it's pointless picking Hernandez now if you're not going to give him you know at the very least an hour in one of the games now he didn't play a, a minute in the The Columbia game. So he has to play from the start against Russia and give him an hour. Give him at least an hour. Give him the full 90 minutes if needs be. Just to see what he can do. Um, You know, I'd be. We need to see those options. You know, it's absolutely no guarantee that Mendy's going to be fit. Um, You know, if he's back for Manchester City, it it certainly doesn't mean he's then World Cup fit. Um, So, Deschamps also. Almost has to prepare for the fact that Mendy's not going to be available. Now it seems that the the French national team medical staff had a a quick check-up on on Mendy um when he was over watching the game on Friday. Whether that's a, a good thing or or not, I don't know. Whether they 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 want to get their own update. Maybe they feel that Manchester City might be keeping them in the dark on on how well he's doing. So they're you know, they're not pressuring him to come back too early when Manchester City won't want him to necessarily come back too early. I don't know, but he has to think, right, Mendy might not be available here, so what's what's my backup plan? It seems Dean is fairly set as being in that squad, so it then seems to be a race between Hernandez, Kazawa and, and probably Amavi for, for the backup spot. Um, I'm going to be... I, I, Self confessed, I've not seen a lot of Lucas Hernandez play, so I can't comment on um, on his qualities, but it's gonna be nice to see someone new given a go. Um I'm not sold on Luca Dean. Um I'm certainly not sold on Kozawa. I think he's um, really struggled to kick on. Arguably since he joined PSG, um you know, he had that first season where he he didn't get all the, you know, he'd obviously played and was a regular for Monaco, moved to PSG where he expected to be the regular, and then found himself playing second fiddle to Maxwell. Um, I think ever since then, he's really struggled to kick on. You know, there's, there should be no doubt the player that we saw at Monaco right now, Levin Kazawa should be one of the world's best left-backs. At the minute, you probably couldn't make a case for him being in the top 10. And if France really do have visions of, of winning the World Cup, they need players in specialist positions who are in the top 10 uh, in the world. Um, Mendy, yes, he is. But sadly, it seems that he's he's either going to go, but not be completely 100% or just not go at all. So it's important that Lucas Hernandez gets a, gets a run out um, because he might have to be a viable option um, going into the World Cup. Right back then is a... Is a whole world, a whole other world of problems because we've got Sidibe, who seems to be nailed on as your your first choice right back, and we've got Benjamin Pavard, and then who else have we got? You know, there was talks of, I know he's come back to Ligue 1 in a strong way, but, you know, there's talks of Debussy, for example. Well, really? Uh, You know, I, I admire how well he's come back from uh, a difficult time at Arsenal, joined St Etienne and played really well. I don't know if that's World Cup quality, though. You know, and then aside from that, it's there's nothing. Um Okay. I really, really, really can't see what options we've got at, at right-back, right aside from those those sort of two incumbents. Now, if my personal choice between the two, I'd probably go for Pavard. I think he gives you slightly more in defence. Yes, he goes takes slightly from 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 the attack, but as we've seen with the players in attack, we're, we're not short of problems there. So, um, I would rather Deschamps look at well, let's let's strengthen that defence, and I think Pavard over Sidibe is the answer there.
0: This is the interesting thing about using, hopefully giving Lucas Hernandez and Pavara a go from the start in this one, is that both of them, like you mentioned, are, are more defensive and both are capable of playing centre-back. So if they continue to have the finish with the, the good seasons they've having. Obviously, Lucas Hernandez might be getting more of a chance at left-back given that Felipe Luis has been injured uh, was out with a broken leg for Atletico. It gives them him a real chance to have a lot of game time before the tournament starts as well. And, and you just think that with players like that who are capable of playing centre-back, who can play the, the, the wider positions as well and still support and, and defend and cover better, that that, especially in a tournament f- format against very strong sides that you you expect to face once you get down to, to the quarterfinals, semifinals, where France should definitely be aiming. Um, having those kind of options, at least, and seeing how they would do um, in those scenarios will be ideal, really, and seeing um, whether it might be worth throwing them in there. But another contentious point, at least at, at, on the game on, on Friday, uh, Jez, was that midfielder. Unfortunately, we'll... Excusing Golo Kanté is allowed a bad game after about a million really good games, really. So he's he, he's excused in this one. But there was a lot of questions thrown about Blaise Matuidi, especially. He's he's not a regular starter for Juventus. He started this one um, for a long period as well. It took them a, a good it took Deschamps a good while to to take him off the field where he wasn't playing the best of games. But they then replaced him with Paul Pogba, who's not in great form. You look at the other midfielders on there. Uh, Corintz has played pretty well, but is also very much a second option at Bayern Munich and Adrian Rabio who's had a bit of a down year after really, really excelling uh, the season before. Uh, it's strange that they seem to have plenty of options in midfield, but no one quite hitting the ground at the moment.
2: Um, I think, I mean, taken with the defence and arguably even goalkeeper at the moment, I think that, um, you know, these people that are saying... France should be walking the World Cup. They should have walked the Euros. Deschamps is really underperforming. I think that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. I think they've got the deep squads, but I certainly don't think that um, in in defence and midfield it's necessarily approaching the best squads in the world. I still think, you know, certainly Spain, Germany, Brazil on their day are stronger and um yeah i th- i think the midfield at the moment kind of proves that matuidi if it was my choice he wouldn't be i mean possibly a useful squad player especially with his experience and the spirit and stuff but i wouldn't i wouldn't be thinking of him at all in terms of first team pogba is the pogba that he's been for for the last few years ridiculously frustrating because you feel that if he really wanted to concentrate on football instead of youtube clips and you know different color hair he could be the best player in the world but he just he still shows it far too rarely and again this year hasn't been helped by a certain club manager but um you know it's it's still pogba shouldn't be up for debate it's ridiculous that um i mean frankly i i would based on the last few internationals i would start Toliso ahead of pogba which is crazy because pogba as i said should be you know any team in the world should be able to build a team around pogba so i think he's underperforming consistently um for club and country um Taliso, i think has had a very good season for bayern munich um, considering it's his first season with the big club, first season in the new country, um, disruption of a change of manager during that time. And you know, the, the new manager who came in, um, I think dropped him at first and he's fought his way back into the team. So um to me Toliso is is ahead on points um of most most of the others in the in the midfield role with the season he's had and with his performances when given a chance for France. But yeah, apart from that, I mean Kante I think, yes, he, he gave away the the ball for, um in the lead up to the second goal for Colombia, but generally I think he can be very very much relied on either as a sort of defensive um sentinel or able to sort of be the box to box player. Um and as you said, you know, Rabio again should be up there, but you know, certainly not Kozawa standards, but you feel this year he hasn't kicked on where he should have done. Um, so yeah, this I'd still say there's there's a lot of choice there, but at the same time, um, there's there's no there aren't enough players who are absolutely standing out and say you know, saying this is rely on us to to be the world cup winning midfield.
0: Yeah, there's still plenty of questions there, isn't it? I think that. Some of the players just need maybe a good run, a bit of a confidence boost. I mean, the main one many will point out really is, is the one you mentioned who did come on, which is Paul Pogba. You would think that he should be the proverbial starter, but he's really lost a lot of form in the last three months. And and it's, it's, is not necessarily a, a nailed-on starter for Manchester United at the moment, and they don't really have a manager that helps uh, boost his confidence in any kind of way at the moment either. But then you look at the other options, that the young options at least, that they have, and and is a great option to have, but uh, many at Bayern Munich would say he's very much a third possibly the fourth choice really because they they play a three-man midfield with Javi Martinez and Arturo Vidal and and Javmez Rodriguez is the, the three at the moment and then they would instantly say the first person to come in out of that is Thiago Alcantara which leaves Tolisso as the essentially the fifth option really in midfield for them at the moment so he's not really getting the game time in the big games that maybe he needs at the moment and the same with um Adrian Rabio who's just sort of been Pushed to different positions at Paris Saint-Germain. Sometimes he's defensive midfielder. Sometimes he's a box-to-box midfielder. He, he's gone missing in the last couple of games, big games especially. He's not had the greatest of second half of seasons after especially be really, really excellent last season. It's not been his calendar year at all. And that, one, the
2: one thing I'd, I'd, I'd say in, in Rabiot's defence is I, I think he's been psg in the big matches in the chat in the Champions League matches i think he's been underrated psg's best player of the last two or three years it didn't happen against real madrid and um you know it's almost to to his obviously to psg as a clubs but certainly to his and maybe in a similar way kazawa and kim detriment that psg haven't gone further into the competition because they're being given less chance to prove what they can do at the very highest level um so Rabio, I think he probably will make the squad. Um, but in terms of being a starter, he really has to, if he starts on uh, tomorrow, I think he has to have a stellar game. And for the rest of the season, he's going to have to as well. But again, is that enough? You know, doing it, as he said, sort of doing it against Dijon, but not doing it against Real Madrid. So, um, yeah, I, I, I I think it would take something special for him to to break into to the starting lineup for the start of the World Cup. It's
1: it's certainly the area of the pitch where I think there's the most to debate. Um, you know, we we know we know who are going to be in that attacking selection. We just don't know from who. There's there's a, there's obviously a huge number, but we we know that. I, I think with the midfield, there is a there is the potential for. A, like unknown entity or you know a dark horse could could make a, a very, very late run for this. Um, you know, defense seems to be limited by just pure numbers back and availability back. and personnel. <laughs> um, but I think I think there's
2: a lot of centre-back choices, just not fullbacks. Mm.
1: There's a lot of centre-back choices, yes, but I think there's not too many realistic centre-back choices with with how uh rigid. I think Deschamps' selection has been in that, that area. You know, we know, you know, Laporte would be in any probably any other team in the world by now. Uh, at the minute, he's not he's not being considered. Um, you know, there there's then a, a whole host of sort of eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year olds who would be, you know, bordering on the fringe. But we, you know, we know that those four centre backs are pretty much nailed on, but I just think there's there's enough room in that midfield that I would argue that if if you were to say say that you were going to take six, it depends how you classify a player like Lamar, but I think if you were to potentially push Lamar into a more attacking role and used your six as you saw much more, your sort of more defensively minded or box-to-box midfielders, I think you could probably only say three, maybe, would be would be nailed on, I think, and that's Pogba, Kante, and I, I do think Tolisso is a nailed on player. I think, I think what he brings in terms of versatility, um, and what he what I think he brings to the work ethic, which is obviously something that Deschamps is, is particularly keen to preserve and and push as a as a as a key factor for why he picks players. I think to make
2: him a he played quite a lot of left back in his first couple of seasons at Lyon. Maybe he that would be an option. <laughs> um,
1: but I, I think what that then leaves is is a, a, you know minimum two, arguably three positions that I don't think are nailed on. You know, at the minute it, it's looking likely that Matweedy and Rabiot will take up those two, but I think you could make a a strong case that neither. Certainly, I think Matweedy I think Matuidi will only get there for the experience that he brings. But it's that toss-up, isn't it? Do you rely just on experience or do you look at form? Do you look at talent? Um, you know, if you're looking at those latter two um, categories for why you'd select someone, I don't think Matuidi's in that squad. I think Rabiot, if he makes it, will probably be by the skin of his teeth. Um, I think slightly off-field antics or his his... His image and how that's perhaps portrayed um, goes against a little what Deschamps wants, you know, sort of preaches about this squad. Um, But I think gets in there through what we know he could. You know, there's almost a bit of potential. I think is the reason why he's there. I don't necessarily think that we've seen enough of it, but we know we know. You know, he can be a really really good player. But then there is a whole host of other players. who are you know really on that that fringe? Who I genuinely think could make a a late push for that team because of what they can bring. You know, they, you know, you look at someone like Matuidi. Well, there's 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 people like Nzonzi, There's people like Kondogbia that that can do you know sort of that role that Matuidi does and better. You know, they're in form. They're playing. Um, you know, they're they've they've got you know experience at, at domestic level. Um, so I think. Yeah, I think that that's certainly the area of, of Deschamps' squad where I think there's enough to to have a a, a, a sort of quite a lengthy debate about.
0: Yeah, th- th- certainly some interesting things. I <laughs> wish you could have this many options speaking about the England team, but never mind. We can't. Beggars can't be choosers sometimes.
2: But let's look at the game. Oh, well, and you're not picking yeah. Duncan Murray. You must have a great score. <laughs>
0: well yeah especially the first one i make them the second one's maybe a little um, the the game ahead is an interesting one though this one jeremy really because obviously they're facing russia in st petersburg which is important because it's important to acclimatise yourself. Obviously the, it'll be a little bit different when they do head there in the summer. It'll likely be a, a tad warmer at least anyway but um, acclimatising to the city around them and, and the, the stadium and the fans of, of Russia and, and what they are to expect, that's one part of the game but also against a, a decent side that uh, will be very much up for for in trying to get these, uh, well they played Brazil in the last game as well. They want to get big teams and, and big Experience ahead of their um, World Cup campaign that matters so much to them, but um, an interesting one on on a number of levels, not just for squad now for France, but also to to acclimatise to what they can expect um, from the pitches, from the stadium, from the from the city, from the country itself ahead of the World Cup.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's quite a few sort of subplots, if that's the, the right sort of phrase for it. I think I agree with what Rich said right at the start that at this stage and you know certainly in a World Cup year. The, performances and the lessons learned are more important than results and you know certainly if france learn not to switch off and also learn to be a little bit more physical um if they take that lesson from, from the colombia match then it will stand them in good stead um at the same time i thought but going into these two matches i, I kind of thought would be a decent win against colombia and then they can afford to possibly underperform against Russia and use all those other things about learning curve and it's more important to get to know Russia and acclimatise conditions and things like that. Now I feel in terms of morale it's actually quite important to get a result there as well. Um, Partly also because Russia I think have been quite badly affected by injuries. As you said they're coming off a pretty bad defeat against Brazil. So I think it will be setting a bad tone if France come out of these two um two matches with no you know only either two defeats or just a draw to show for it um but at the same time what is more important is Deschamps being able to see some of these possibly fringe players see what they can do um from the from the predicted lineup Ben Yedder won't be getting a start but hopefully he'll be able to show a little bit more of of his ability um as Rich said, Pava certainly and Hernandez as well, you know, you have got a lot to play for. Um, so, you know, if they perform well, it's kind of, it's a throwback. I think it was one of the last pre-season, pre-World Cup friendlies in 98, maybe. it's 98 or 2000 was against Russia and kind of did for a lot of players. I think we lost 1-0 and Letizzi made a big, big mistake and sort of never made the France squad again after that. So there is a sort of a little bit of a historical precedent for for how important a pre-world cup match against the way to russia can be um so yeah certainly obviously with the context of it being world cup here and also in the context of coming back coming off this uh defeat to colombia it, it takes on quite an important match even though it is just a uh uh, friendly sort of early in the calendar year
0: mm, yeah absolutely and i've like mentioned that the Russia have lost uh, one of their more influential players haven't they alexander cocker is not going to make the tournament anymore um the striker and that that is a hefty blow for them and they're they're, they're really <coughs> up against it already really in a in a competitive group is maybe the best way to put it for for them and it'd be a big test for them but Rich, what do you think ahead of this one? I mean, the Columbia defeat was disappointing, especially to go ahead and looking so dominant and then allowing it to slip. It, this is a chance for them to bounce back and also like like I mentioned earlier, a chance for them to, to test out Russia themselves a little bit.
1: Um yeah, I, I'm I'm encouraged by, by what we're seeing from the potential lineup as, as, as Jez alluded to earlier. Front three of Dembele Mbappe Martial. Perhaps gives a hint of I don't I don't think a a less um starting 11 will happen um really at the world cup but i it, i think it's certainly a case of well that's that's uh you know a, a euro t- 2020 um, team to look at um you know i don't think post world cup the likes of Giroud, kochani Matweedy, i don't think they're going to be around so i'm excited to see what this this can you know if, if that is the front 3 excited to see what that can do if they can perform well, maybe, you know what, maybe it does give um, Deschamps food for thought in terms of, a as an alternative, maybe a, a plan B or maybe even a sort of plan A mark II, something like that maybe. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform, really looking forward to seeing how Pavard and Hernandez can can perform. Um, I'm looking for a response from sort of the more senior players. So it looks like is going to play again. You know, I want him to now step up and recognise. You know what? I had a bad, I had a bad game against Colombia. I'm going to rectify that and show that I have learnt those lessons. Um, for, from all accounts, they got a, a proper, a proper rollicking from from Deschon, um after the game. So it's going to be interesting to see how how those players who started that game or played a part in that game can react to that. Um, so I think it's important that we see that reaction. You know, we've now got to see a positive performance. We know France can come out and start games well. We saw that against Colombia. It's then, you know, once perhaps one once perhaps one or two changes get made, keeping that tempo up, keeping that performance up, um, so that they don't fall asleep. Um, as Jez said, you know, look taking what taking the lessons that you've learned from previous games is the key to to being successful in tournament football. So if Deschamps can and his team can prove you know what? Yeah, we we had a a, a bad day, at the bad half a day at the office against Colombia. We've learned from that. We're going to put in a, a full full proper shift against Russia and show that you know we're rightfully considered one of the favourites. Um, again, as Jay said, I, I don't think they're. I think you should be looking at them as the the big favourite, but I think they certainly are one of the the sort of four or five that are in with a shout to win it. So I'm looking. I'm looking for that reaction. In short, is is the answer to the question tomorrow. Um, I want that reaction. I want the performance, um, and I really want those players who are not quite hundred percent sure of their their World Cup spots to really stand up and and uh, and give a, a good account
0: of themselves. Mm, certainly, going to be an interesting one. Really, uh, the last thing I want to discuss really before chatting about uh, one of the players that maybe has a contention of, of getting into uh, the squad late on to Russia. And that is um, Didier Champs himself, because after this game, he did come out and, and did the right kind of things. He said the players were reacting exactly to what he was saying, that this was a wake-up call really for them, this result. And, and he doesn't expect the standards to drop again because like many are expecting they are one of the favorites for the tournament they are highly touted as a sort of not just a dark horse but within the sort of top three or four teams to to win the entire tournament especially given that it's in a, in europe as well but jeremy what do you think about the pressures on didier Deschamps at the moment i mean many will still point even though like you mentioned earlier that it may be a little bit unfavorably that um he obviously lost the european championship final that Maybe should have won, and many thought that they should have really walked to at least anyway. And this again, with the talent that he has on there, he has a lot of pressure to, at a very very minimum, reach a semi-finals. You would think um, is that weighing on him, given that result of the weekend, reminding him that maybe at the moment, his squad's not there.
2: Um, I'm not sure about weighing on him. I think that he's, you know, he's he's got the France job. He's earned it. He's earned it from. Point of view of what he's done for France as a player, for France as a manager up till now. I think you know that okay. He lost to Portugal in the Euro final, but he got further than teams like Spain and Italy and Germany, um, who you know on paper they're all better than Portugal. And so it was just one of those quirks. I think that that they lost that final. Um, he, you know, he they've come from a long way back. He was he remember when he took over they'd sort of just started to get back on their feet under Blanc from the whole sort of disaster of the, the Dominic era and um he's you know he's really pushed them back to the forefront of of world football which obviously is a lot to do with the players but I think he's his role in that is probably underrated if anything Um he's certainly got the support of the the um FFF president so and you know he's got He's got his new contract, so he's sort of not, not in danger of losing his job. I think he's a decent guy. I think if France underperform, he'll fall on his sword anyway. So in terms of that, I don't think there's too much pressure. The pressure comes with the fact that he has got a very talented talented squad, and I do think that, you know, depending on the quirks of the, of the draw, I do think that while certainly I wouldn't put them amongst the two or three favourites to win the tournament. Um, I, I really think they should be aiming for for semi-finals as a minimum. Um, I do think he's capable of doing that. The problem is that he's never going to be the most expansive manager. So as long as he's winning and he's if he, as long as he's playing defensively and winning, he won't get too much stick. But you know he's certainly not the first manager to experience this. Um, fans will tolerate fans and media will tolerate. Um, less exciting performances if there's the results to back it up but if France do slip up at any point then straight away that his his more defensive setup is going to be used as a stick to beat him with but everyone knows well, you know what you're going to get with Deschamps. he's he was that type of player and he's that and he's always been that type of coach he won, won the league with marseille not playing the best football i'm not sure at the time there were too many marseille fans complaining when it was their first league win for 20 odd years so uh, you know you can sort of string out all the cliches it's a results business and certainly as a as a as an international manager, you know, you get one chance every two years, but only one coach in the whole world can walk away with a trophy at the end of it, um, which means that there's a hell of a lot of talented managers and players who will be trophyless. Um, he just needs to make sure that France, on any given day, are capable of beating any other team. And I think he's proved that in the past. Um, you know, the semi-final of the Euros, everyone said they, as he said, lots of people said they should have walked away Walked away with the championship. In the semi-final, I think it was very clear that Germany are a hell of a lot of a better team than France. But he and the team found a way to beat them. Unfortunately, Portugal did the same to France in the final. But I think he has shown that he does have the, the nous. Um, You know, within France, it's well known that there's I think it's a phrase like La Desch or something. Deschamps has Deschamps, um, he seems to have a hell of a lot of good luck that follows him around and has done all the way through his career. Um, I'm not saying that he should, he should be in the job purely because of superstition or anything like that, but I think it's more than coincidence that he is a serial winner wherever he's gone as a player and a coach. And you know, I, th- I think he's earned the right to to take France into this World Cup, and probably earned the right to to have a little bit more faith in his ability than than some people are showing.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, really, Rich, because heading into the tournament, that. There- there'll be a lot of pressure on him to to get far again so do, the real question I think on this one f- from our point of view because he obviously does have a contract with, with the French FA that does extend past the World Cup although there is get outs but, and, and so forth as there is in many contracts but to say if he reaches the quarter final and they drop out is that maybe a situation where either him or the, the, um, the, the French authorities sort of decided that um, Maybe he's taken it as far as he can.
1: Um, I, I think the noises coming out of the 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 French football federation would indicate that I think the only way that they would act is a, is a sort of group stage elimination. Um uh, they seem to be very, very big supporters of Deschamps. They've backed him um throughout his entire career as 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 France coach. Um, so they have backed him to the hill. They are the ones that have given in this new contract. I, for them to to act uh, and look at instigating a, a, a sacking would be group stage elimination. But as Jez pointed out, I think if that happened, um, he Deschamps would be resigning. I think before before a, a firing came in. Um, similarly, I think perhaps second round would would perhaps be the same from from Deschamps. Quitting. I think quarterfinals and beyond, um, I think looking at what can happen in those two years up to the uh, 2020 European Championships and with so many youngsters coming through, um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, a couple of senior players who won't be there, you know, maybe quarterfinals would be enough for him to stay in, a, you know, that he would want to stay in the job to, to sort of try and follow through with something and, and enough to that the French football federation would keep him on board. Um, I, I would agree with Jez. They, they have to be targeting minimum semifinals. Um, I can't recall off the top of my head, um, how kind or unkind that draw could be to get to that, to that stage. Um, but you know, they, they have, they have the squad They you know, they have a, they have a top five, top four, top five squad. Um, you know, they they just have to have that little bit of luck. Um, they have to have Deschamps. Um, not only do the players, but Deschamps himself, at the top of his game. Um, but I mean, the argument I've always said, and this is not a, this is not a, a, a way for me to say that Deschamps should have the job, because it, that it, that would sound like I'm doing him a grave mm-hmm. disservice, which I'm absolutely not. But I genuinely don't know who the alternative would be. You know, if he does. In, in whatever form, about have like been sacked or resigned after the World Cup, I genuinely don't know who comes in to replace him. I really, really don't. So I'm, I'm always open to hearing thoughts on who that, that person would be because right now I genuinely couldn't give you a, a, a genuinely serious candidate to take over from him.
0: And that seems to be always the question, I suppose, at international level, is uh, who's the next uh, in line? But um, we'll move on to our, our final part of this evening. That's our playing to Russia segment. Um, we missed out last week, but we have, a, I think, a really excellent option, given the the talk about midfield we had earlier and the players that they are they're obviously out of form at the moment. But one man who is French and is definitely not out of form at the moment is Geoffrey Kondogbia. Um, he's been absolutely excellent for Valencia, a real renaissance given his, uh, his time at Inter previously, especially. Um, and we obviously remember him more from the show and, and ourselves from his, his stint with Monaco in Ligon, on especially. Um, but I'll start with you, Rich. Um, what do you think about Kondogbia's chances for, for Russia? And uh, Do you think he's maybe someone who's deserving of, of a place in that midfield uh, options? Um, I would
1: like to see him being given a very, very serious thought as to being included. Um, we saw at his time with with Monaco just how good of a player he can be, um, and his time in Spain before that. Um, got his big move to to Inter Milan, that unfortunately for him didn't work out. Has gone back to Spain now with um, with Valencia, and and is playing really, really well. Um, You know, to have come back from, you know, that knock that that spell with Inter would have undoubtedly caused him mentally, I think shows great character. Um, I think the fact he's playing well, uh, you know, with Valencia, and we know from previous teams that he's played with, you know, what a talented player he is. And then we've also seen, um, you know, on the bigger stages. So he's he's not had a lot of opportunity at international level, but, you know, we... Cast your mind all it seems years and years and years ago now, but cast your mind back to the Champions League game against Arsenal. And he was he was absolutely unbelievable in in that certainly that that fixture at the Emirates, he was absolutely fantastic. Um and I just think what he can offer that French side, you know, he's cliched, I know, but he, you know, he a really strong player. He's good on the ball, distribution, powerful, can get forward, can get back. I, you know, it's a it's a little a, a little frustrating that he's been not taken more seriously. I think by by Deschamps. and I really would have liked to have seen him included um, in 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 the squad for these two friendlies. I think, as I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I think he can offer what what Matuidi offers and more. Obviously, the only thing he can't offer is that international experience, but yeah, he can offer you know the energy. That, that certainly Matuidi of sort of four, three four years ago was was giving was giving France um and I'd, I just would I'd, I, I, sadly I think it may it may prove too late but I'm hoping that he's one of those players that can have that that sort of final sort of run of good form towards the end of the season that actually pushes him as a surprise pick but he should be considered I think without a doubt
0: it's an interesting one really, isn't it? Just because I suppose the argument against him would be um, obviously that it, given his recent stint to enter it and and the sort of transformation he's gone under that maybe this might be the hint of a, of maybe more of a a one season wonder and a bit of a risk to take to a World Cup that he might dip back into that form that we, that we saw while it was in Italy.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. One season wonder seems harsh because he's had, good seasons before for monaco and seville but there is he does seem a you know a, a very sort of confidence place player whose form does fluctuate quite wildly and um, to be fair not sort of from one week to the next it seems to be more kind of one season to the next and so the the positive side of that is that he's had a very strong season the the negative side i guess is you know just looking at his stats overall he's now played sort of well over 200 matches in his career and he's played at the highest level sort of league wise in you know La Liga Liga Serie A but in terms of international but also sort of Champions League experience he's actually quite raw and i don't know if that's kind of what's holding him back in in Deschamps eyes that um you know Monaco playing he did have that fantastic game against Arsenal, but I suppose in a way that was, you know, as the plucky underdog. Um, but when he's, you know, when he's played for Inter and, you know, really had the chance to make a name for himself at the very, very top um, of you know, European names, it, it didn't quite work out. And possibly Deschamps thinking, he's, you know, he's not proven enough for me that, that I can bring into a World Cup. I mean, obviously, that that thing, the thing about that is that it applies to quite a few players in the France team. So maybe it's that that's a harsh view to take. I'm just trying to see why Deschamps wouldn't be picking him because I do think, based on this season and the season that Valencia are having um, as well, he he probably deserved to, for Deschamps to have a look at him within this squad um, with these two matches. The fact that he hasn't been picked for them I think makes it probably unlikely unless you know a couple of other players' form drops off even more and, and he really maintains or improves it for the rest of the season. I think it's unlikely that Deschamps is going to bring in a player like that. You know, Possibly he may bring in I hope he doesn't, but he may, may bring in, say, Payet, who isn't in this squad, but he knows very well what, what he can do. I think it's unlikely that a complete Newcomer from left field will be in Deschamps squad. So Mm. uh, yeah, I think maybe he's possibly he's, he's he should be booking his summer holidays elsewhere
0: <laughs> that's the thing for a lot of them at this moment of time who were on the outside looking in is that obviously with this being the last one before the season ends and the and the the, the friendlies in late may really be the, the precursors to what you would want to test your your 23 to 25 man squad um that you're going to have for the tournament really so that that does make it a lot more difficult for someone like Condog beer but i'll give an honest assessment now we'll, we'll sort of sum this one up um rich in your opinion does he make the plane
1: in my opinion uh, i would I would take him if I was in Deschamps' position i would look at taking him um looking at Deschamps, though from from the outside looking in sadly I think he's just gonna miss out but i do think he will be in that first reserve bracket.
0: Jeremy, what do you think?
2: Yeah, a similar answer. I think that I don't think he will be in the squad, but I think he's more deserving of a place than a couple of midfielders who probably will be. Mm,
0: that's. I, I I agree with you too. I, I I would pick him. I I personally think as well. If Dave was maybe looking at this a little bit further, that out of the midfielders that they've got and including him as well, he not only works as an option possibly, as an energy man next to Kante. But he's probably the only one out of those options, really. Tolisso, rabio uh, Pogba, um, and Matuidi himself. He's probably the closest to being able to replace Kante if they needed to than any of them. He's more defensively minded. And we saw that a lot at Monaco. Obviously, sort of adapted it a little bit more at Valencia of being more of a, a box-to-box player ag- again. And it, it, that flexibility i think especially in european uh, well, world competitions in this case is, is really valuable especially when you know that you have a squad of 23 and if someone like kante goes down it completely changes their their options really because you would think that and it's it's strange to think that um, if he did go down, they kind of have to transfer him into a three-man midfield. you would think, because they don't really have the options to just have a, a specialist defender like him. And maybe Condogbeer could be someone that could do that kind of role if they needed him to. But uh, we shall wait and see if he maybe makes think, the defended squad. Just, go ahead,
1: if, if they wanted to just carry on that, that Deschamps, you know, lucky mascot theory, um, it, it may or may not be worth just noting that if he, you know, if he were to join up uh, uh, with the current squad as it looks, with Pogba and Tt Dean, and Tovan, you know that makes up a a pretty significant core of that 2013 under 20 World Cup winning team. Um, so, you know, Deshawn obviously with his his belief that squad harmony and everybody getting along and it all fits together well off the pitch as well as on the pitch, you know they've they've grown up playing international football level at youth level and have um, experience of tournament and have experience of winning tournaments as well
0: Mm. yeah it's it's an interesting one going in and the choices that they that will need to make at least anyway, but we shall hopefully see a little bit more in in this game against Russia and maybe a little bit more uh, in those families in May, at least when they have a kind of expanded squad that uh, a lot of the nations do. Um, That's all that we have time for this week. My thanks to Rich, Jeremy, and all of you listening at home. Uh, Do join us for the preview show on Thursday where we will talk about that game against Russia and the league on weekend that um, is coming up soon. Uh, But for now... uh, Join us for Monday again at the same time, same place next week. Abiento uh, and goodbye.